You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 247. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I'm interviewing Caroline Ofenstein, and we are talking about the topic of spirituality and fitness. And you may be saying, hold on a second, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we talking about this topic? What how, what relevance does it have to health and fitness? And I one of the things that we talk about um, during the podcast, and it's something I talk about a lot, is this idea that many of us as women have been raised to believe that all of the answers lay outside of us, that we need to go to other people to find information. I think this is why diets are really popular with women because we feel like if someone's just going to tell us what to do, then we'll finally be successful or we just follow the rules, then we'll finally be successful. And you know, we're even raised in like a permission-based society where we have to as children, we have to like raise our hand to go to the bathroom, right? Someone has to give us permission to be able to do that. And so towards the end of the episode, we we really start talking about this idea of intuition and and being able to listen to yourself and trust yourself. And I think a lot of us are really terrible at this <laughs> because for, for many reasons of, of ways that we are raised. And, and so this idea of spirituality, we define what we mean by spirituality during the episode, but this idea of this inner knowing that you have, this intuition that you have and paying more attention to it, I think is a groundbreaking one for so many women. And you know, asking yourself right now is like, how often are you listening? Are you checking in with yourself? Or are you always just looking externally for what I'm supposed to be doing next? Um, Caroline gives you a fantastic tip at the end of the podcast episode. I ask her for like a really tangible tip that you can you can use to start to practice this now. And uh, she gives a fantastic example of how you can make this into a game and make it fun. But if you're someone who feels like you have a hard time knowing what you want, you have a hard time listening to your intuition, then this is going to be definitely a podcast episode for you. Uh, we are going to, we're going to, as Caroline likes to say, we're going to take the woo-woo and bring it to the weight room. And I think this is such a fun concept and one that you may be surprised has more relevance to your journey than you may think. Even if you're like, hey, I'm not super into spirituality, this may have more relevance than you think. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Caroline. I am so excited to be able to introduce Caroline to the podcast squad. Caroline, thanks for being on here today. I'm really excited for the topic we're going to cover today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's start with just an introduction to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit what you do and a little about you know how you see the world. Yeah, so I have been 
in the fitness and nutrition space in some way, shape, or form since like 2014, 2015. So it has been quite a while, and I have been through so many different phases in there. Um, my background kind of coming into health and fitness was through CrossFit. Um, went super high intensity, maxed out <laughs> in that realm, then kind of transitioned into bodybuilding. Um, won my pro card, became an IFBB bikini pro, felt like I maxed out and kind of hit my extremes there, which obviously this is a recurring pattern. <laughs> and I, w- I was going to say, is that something that you've kind of <laughs> noticed about yourself? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so then after kind of, so I basically burnt myself out, you know, that's a better way of saying it in CrossFit and then kind of in bodybuilding. Um, and that was 2020 ish. And at that point, so for about like the last two years, I've really kind of switched my approach to my own health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, and also how I coach others um, to be much more like mind body focused, holistic focused, however you kind of want to think of that. Um, and I call myself more of like an intuitive and mind body health coach these days. So awesome. And I feel like, I feel like that's a really common I've seen this in, in, in multiple people's journeys where it is, it's almost like we have to find these extremes, <laughs> um, to then settle somewhere into the middle into that, yeah. that moderation. And I, I've seen it over and over again, especially I feel like with bodybuilders is like, you really do have to go to an extreme to, to mm-hmm. do a competition and to be a bodybuilder. And, and there's things that you can learn from that. Obviously I'm not like ragging on bodybuilders in the slightest, but it is an extreme. And I have seen so many bodybuilders go from that extreme and, and finding that maybe that is way too far of one side, um, and being able to settle a little bit more into the happy medium, uh, after that, after knowing where those boundaries are, um, you know, you said you started with CrossFit and then kind of got into bodybuilding, but, uh, take us back even like a little bit further, you know, when, when did you start getting interested in health and fitness? What was that entry point for you? Yeah. So I always played sports growing up, but I wasn't super intense about it. Um, I played probably the sport I played the most was actually rugby. I had a high school women's rugby club, uh, believe it or not. And then I played one year in college as well. Uh, but rugby is very, especially women's rugby. It's very like, I hate to say it this way, but like no one really cares about it, especially in the U.S. We're like so behind. In terms so my, of rugby. <laughs> my sister was a collegiate rugby player. She was okay. an all-American rugby player. So oh I, God, yeah, cool. I know what you're, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And there was like a huge party atmosphere tied to that as well, especially in, in so college. much and like so much drinking. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know if that counts. But I always loved moving. I always, you know, I I went to UW-Madison, so big campus. I was always like active in college, but never like, never like into fitness, how I think of myself now. So it really wasn't until I found CrossFit in 2014 um, that I, I like, oh my God, it was like I was hooked up to an IV of the Kool-Aid. I was just (laughs) so in it. Um, And along along with the training, that's really when CrossFit was super, super tightly linked with paleo, um, which, you know, in hindsight and everything I know now, like makes zero sense. Like let's cut out all carbs for high intensity athletes. Performance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? But that was, that was what was kind of, um, 
that's what you were told at the time. So I did, oh my God, I did so many like whole 30 challenges and stuff like that. And I, (laughs) to be totally honest, I'm not a fan of many, if any, like 30 day challenges, but especially ones like that, that are so restrictive, unless, unless you're doing like a quick gut cleanse to kind of like reset or something that might be helpful. But for me, it was more, it, it started a binge and restrict cycle for me. Um, I didn't really, again, know that at the time or like notice it at the time either. But after doing that a couple times and also trying to get better at CrossFit, I was like, something is not working. And that's when I started actually studying nutrition and doing like nutrition courses and certifications and learning about macros. And so then I got really into macros for a period of time. And this was, um, I was coaching CrossFit after a couple years as well, and then started to add in macros and more like the flexible dieting approach. Um, so that's then where things really, where I felt like I finally had a foundation that wasn't just leading me off the deep end over and over. That's awesome. And then, you know, you kind of made this foray into like spirituality as well. So what, what did that, what did that process look for you? Like, how did that kind of become something that you became a little bit more interested in? Mm -hmm. So that for me started a couple years later, probably more like 2018. And I had, so obviously you can note the extremism in my background, which I feel like I've really worked on bringing more intuition and more of that kind of like feminine energy that like flow into my nutrition and fitness over recent years. But my morning routines, I used to be one of those people who was like, okay, you do five minutes of gratitude journaling, and then you do five minutes of mobility and like ticking all the boxes. And so I did have some sort of like mindfulness practice, but it was, like I said, more to tick a box than to actually like take that mindful time for myself. Um, But around 2018, when I was starting to get into bodybuilding, um, like you mentioned, you know, you know, people that have competed too, you do have to go to that extreme place. And I noticed as I was getting more challenged, I needed something specific in like, as a mindset practice to help me. And that's when I discovered manifestation or, you know, some people think of it as like the law of attraction or really just this idea of creating a mindset and like exuding the energy of what you want to attract into your life. Um, And so I started doing like manifestation courses and all these practices while I was prepping for a competition, a lot of like visualization work along with that as well, a lot of affirmation practices. And I do think, I mean, I only did a handful of shows and won my pro card like so, so quickly. And I think, I mean, part of that short timeline led to me burning out quickly, but also I think part of that short timeline was thanks to me having such a strong mindset, like my head was a hundred percent in the game in those days. Will you speak just a little bit, um, in case people aren't familiar with this idea of like masculine versus feminine energy, because I, mm-hmm. I think people oftentimes hear those words and they think of like male, female, which is masculine and feminine energy isn't necessarily male, female. So can you kind of just describe a little bit about that? Cause I feel like as you do, people will start to hear themselves in that and realize that they may have a tendency to lean more towards a masculine energy or a feminine energy and Um, I think it's always helpful to kind of have that awareness. Such a good point. Yeah. So like you said, it's, it's not male and female. Everyone has masculine and feminine energy. Another way to think of it is like the yin and the yang energy. So 
when we are most in harmony, these energies are equalized or close to equal. You know, someone's always going to probably lean a little one way or the other. But when I think of masculine energy, I think of competitive, logical, really like doing energy. So taking that action, doing the thing. Um, When I think of feminine energy, I think of using your intuition to make decisions, uh, being more in your creative energy, being more in like a a flow state, um, slower, more of like a being energy, right? You're not like focused on getting a task done. You're focused more on on listening and then responding. Um, So you can probably already pick this up from my, a lot of my story. I lived most of my life, you know, I grew up very much in a, an achievement oriented household. So it was all about getting the good grades, getting into the good school, then getting the good job. Um, I spent a lot of my life just trying to do what was expected of me and achieve and push myself to achieve. And obviously that translated into fitness for me as well. Um, and then when I started learning more about spirituality and manifestation and doing these mindful practices, it felt scary, but also like really, really good to allow myself to slow down a little bit more to start asking myself, well, what actually feels good for me? Not like what is expected of me or what does someone else think I should do, but what feels like it's calling to me? What feels right. You know, we all have those moments in our life where we're like, Ooh, this feels so good. I got to do this. Like I started tapping into that more, which has helped me start to bring a little bit of balance back. I, I still personally definitely lean towards my masculine energy, but having more awareness and having this be like a personal goal of mine to harmonize those sides of me a little bit more has been really, really helpful in health and fitness and just like overall happiness too. Yeah, I think um, in, in our culture, the masculine energy uh, is definitely rewarded in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? It's like achievement-oriented, goal-oriented, um, you know, doing that. That is really looked up as the like highest thing that you can be doing as an individual is like creating a business, like creating a product, like you know, Tesla or like Apple. Right? That's that's like achievement-oriented. Um, and so I wonder, you know, I think one of the things that tends to hold people or shift people towards that more masculine energy is that is that it's rewarded and that we kind of feel like, well, if I, if I go into the being and the mindfulness and the allowing and that like more, you know, flow state and what's my intuition saying that I'm going to lose some of the achievement that comes from, from the masculine. Um, and so I'm wondering what your experience is, you know, especially you, you noted like winning your pro card for those of you guys who don't know is, is, it's a, it's a thing in the bodybuilding world. It's not easy and not everybody wins their pro card by any shot, it it is like the elite few that are able to win their pro card. And so um, was there any, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, was there any resistance in yourself of being like, if I go more into this like feminine and if I allow more of this to, to like go that way, more mindfulness, am I going to not achieve as much as I would have in that masculine state? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talk yes. to me about that. That was, that was so, so present for me. I'm trying to think of like good specific examples. When, when you have a goal like that, like if you are competing in bodybuilding and you just want to compete in a show, maybe like your first show at some point you have to, in my opinion, 
silence that part of yourself a little bit. Silence that intuitive part. Just like if you're doing a diet, right? As if if you have like let's say you you really need to lose those 10 pounds to be healthier. Maybe need isn't even the right word, but maybe it's like a doctor's advice, right? It's like a super high priority for you. At some point you do have to turn down like the volume knob on some cues from your body, like hunger cues, right? Or um, what, you know, some people in the intuitive eating world might say you're turning down those cues. So I do think there are times in your life where it can be beneficial to lean into like that part of yourself, for example, like that masculine energy and just like go for it and get it done. But there are also probably going to be times in your life where it is most beneficial to lean in towards the feminine. Um, Like right now I'm expecting my first baby and I have been thinking about this a lot lately as far as like this this is going to be a really good time for me to slow down you know and i my body can tell my mind like even the past couple months i've been like i don't really feel like doing a whole lot and this is like the least quote unquote ambitious i've ever felt in my life uh and i think that's a very natural response to just like where i am right now um but as far as the fear i mean specifically when i decided to take a step back from bodybuilding in 2020 I was really scared of would I would I even lose clients, right? Like would my business suffer if I'm not going balls to the wall in fitness or what's going to happen to my body, right? Am I going to start gaining weight if I start listening uh, to my hunger cues and eating based on that or just like deciding what I want to eat randomly instead of pre-tracking it or things like that? Um, those were all things I thought of and tried to act on proactively. So this is when I started, um, that's actually when I started doing some pole dance fitness as well, because I thought that would be really helpful for body image, for example. Um, And I I really tried to like realize some of those fears I had and meet them head on and be like, okay, I'm scared of this. How can I prepare myself? Because I know that's going to come. Yeah, and I love what you had said earlier about, you know, it, it is not that you are either in a masculine energy or a feminine. Like we have both and it's it's a balance between the two. And mm-hmm. um, life doesn't really work if you're always living in the feminine energy and it doesn't work if you're always living in the masculine. Um, and I think it's helpful sometimes to remember that it, it, it there are like seasons, kind of like you talked about. It's like a season of where you are more in that like doing you know, um, growing, achieving stage. But if you don't ever pair it with the like, relax, like slow down, take a deep breath, recover phase, you know, it's just like anything. We talk about progressive overload. The whole idea of progressive overload is you stress and then you have to have that rest and recovery. If you continue stress, 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 your body actually breaks down and you don't build muscle. And so I think that's such a beautiful example of like us in our lives is like, yeah, there are times when we push. And then if you don't pair that with the rest and recovery, like the slowing down periods of time that you're talking about, you're going to burn out and you aren't going to be able to achieve the things that you want to. And that's been something I've had to remind myself of because I tend towards a masculine energy for sure of like, go, go and achieve. And, um, I love the quote, the rest, the rest is the work for me. That is very true. It's like, (laughs) it's not hard for me to go. It's like, but I, that rest is required if you want to do it long-term and you want to, you want to be able to keep going. Um, so that was, that was a beautiful answer. Um, we let's, let's make sure we define a word because I think a lot of times we use words and, um, 
we don't always mean the same thing when we, when we say them. And so this word like spirituality becomes quite this buzzword. And I think people throw it around and they don't really, like people mean different things when they say spirituality. So what do you, when you talk about spirituality, what, what are you referring to? What does that mean? That is such a good question. And I, I do think it's one of those words that can be used in a lot of different ways, almost like the word health, right? Sure. Like everyone has Absolutely. their own definition of what healthy is to them. Yep. How I think of spirituality the first like helpful defining word that comes to mind is connection. So to me, I think of connection to myself, like my body, my soul, my heart, kind of however you want to think of that, that inner knowing, I think of like connection deeper with myself. But then I also think of connection with nature. And like you mentioned, like the analogy of seasons and how humans can also, we can also go through seasons um, and acknowledging that and maybe even respecting and working with nature a little bit more. Um, and then also connection with, with everyone around you. One, I don't want to get too into like my personal beliefs, but like one of them is that we are all connected in some way, shape or form. You know, maybe we all come from the same stuff, however you want to think of that, um, or I love the quote, everyone you meet is either a friend or a teacher. In that way, I think we are also all connected. So when I think of spirituality, I think of, um, or my like spiritual practices, I think of cultivating these deeper connections with myself and my surroundings as kind of like a broad definition. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, one of the things that you say is that you add the woo-woo to the weight room. What does that mean? And, um, you know, how has that shifted your experience? I think of it as, as adding this, like missing piece to the puzzle, right? Because a lot of us, I feel like so many people I talk to have a similar background as me. Like they've gone into fitness and whether it's like macros or a different nutrition protocol, like maybe it's was keto or vegan or something and they go 110% in and they're that that is pure masculine energy, right? That is pure, um, I'm reading the research studies and I'm doing the logical thing and this is what the program told me to do and I'm doing it, right? Like uh, 75 hard is a great example. Like, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> like, and you just go for it. And again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but it is a very, um, like one track mind approach is kind of how I think of it. And so when I say stuff like add the woo-woo into the weight room, you're kind of adding this other element of like checking in with yourself, basically. You know, if your program calls for uh, an extra hit session, let's say, but you slept like crap and maybe you went out for pizza last night and that wasn't the best fuel, like your body didn't respond really well to it and you're feeling depleted, is adding that hit session actually useful or are you just ticking that box because you feel like you have to, or someone told you to, or it's like the quote unquote logical thing to do. I think in a lot of cases, what's going to serve you more is maybe like focusing on really um, nourishing your body that day and really focusing on your nutrition and your hydration and getting to bed early. And so that's kind of what, what I think of adding some of this, this balance and this harmony back into your fitness and health routine can look like, right? You can follow, like right now I'm following a training program. Um, 
But today, for example, I was like really tight on time this morning and they, they did have, I think I skipped a whole superset is what I ended up skipping. Cause I was like, I just don't have time today. And you know, if I can add in that superset to my workout tomorrow, I will, but that was the best decision for me. And it's not like, it's not a big deal. Oh my gosh. You know, for me, like these days, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm just going to make this decision and move forward. But it's also, even though it's a small decision, I feel like that's really honoring my schedule and taking stress off me today, making my life easier today, making me feel maybe a little bit happier today. And like I said, I could easily make up that superset at a different day if I want to. So it's like, how are we adding back in an element, like using all the science and all this incredible information on fitness and nutrition that we have access to today. But how can we also incorporate listening to your body and being able to understand the cues from your body and weave them all together? Yeah. And I think this is such a a good conversation because I think as you're listening to Caroline, you might be identifying that there's like kind of a continuum and you may find yourself on one end or the other of the continuum. So there are some people who are listening who are really resonating with, with Caroline and they're like, yeah, I find myself going to those extremes. And it's always like, if it's harder, it's better. And like, I always, you have to, I have to work out like six days a week. And if I don't, then like, that's going to be a problem. And, and bringing some of that more like rest and recovery energy and like intuition of like, Hey, does this feel good for my body today is probably really important for you. And then some people who are listening to this, um, tend to give themselves way too much grace. And they sit on the other end and they're like every, you know, every time they want to go to the gym, they talk themselves out of it. Right. It's, it's like, they're way too far on the other end of the spectrum where they like always let themselves off the hook and they never hold themselves accountable and they never make it to the gym because they don't want to do the hard thing. And you can see that on either side of those spectrums, like we're trying to move towards the middle for both, for both extremes. It's like, yes, you may need to do some things that you don't want to do in the moment. Like you may need to do something that's a little hard. You may need to get yourself to the gym. For some of you, that's the hard thing. And for some of us, the hard thing is like, no, you actually need to skip leg day to day because you're not recovered from last time. And that's the hard thing to do. And I think the beautiful thing is, is figuring out that there's a middle ground. There's a balance between those two. And that's where we're trying to move ourselves towards. Yeah. That's such a good reminder. And that's one of those, um, sometimes, you know, people will ask me like, if, if you're talking about listening to your body's cues or like intuitive eating and all you want to eat is chips, if you don't eat chips, are you not eating intuitively? And to that I say like, or like honoring cravings, right. Is maybe a better way to think of it. And I would say that's, that is like a quick craving in the moment and you can choose to eat that Or you can ask yourself, but like, what's actually going to make me feel good, right? Like, what is my body really asking for? Like for me this summer, I've definitely been craving chips and I realized I don't think I'm getting enough electrolytes. I don't think I'm getting enough salt in my diet with like the sweat and the heat and things like that. So that was something like my body, yes, was craving chips, but the action I took was adding electrolytes in. So it's one of those things, just like you said, like if you're really struggling with getting to the gym, maybe ask yourself why. Right. And what is my body? Is that is that like your ego kind of talking? And there's some inner critic that's driving the steering wheel or is your body actually asking for some some maybe like a different type of movement and you can go for a long walk that day. Um, But that does require a lot of honesty and a lot of this like slowing down and reflection like we've been talking about, too. Yeah, lots of honesty. And I feel like a lot of us 
um, don't take the time to like even investigate those kind of things. We, we mm-hmm. don't, and we don't like being honest with ourselves. We don't want to look under the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. ask ourselves the hard questions. Um, you know, back on this like definition train, I always um, think it's so interesting to make sure that we're like creating definitions before we talk about things. But um, we throw these terms, like you had even referenced like the term of health, like what, the, what does health even mean? It's like such a varied term, but these, this terms of like health, fitness, and wellness. And if you had to say like, what are the difference between those three things? What, what are some of the defining characteristics? Such a good question. I think health, health really is the hardest one for me because I really do think it's different for everyone in every season, but some some key things that I think about are like feeling your best every day. To me, that comes a lot down to health. Um, but I do think it's super season dependent. You know, like right now with me being pregnant, I'm like, my health goals are purely focused on like health of the baby and the pregnancy. Um, but that's not going to apply to everyone. So it's what maybe a, a great simple definition is just like, yeah, what is going to make me feel good when I wake up every day? Um, fitness, I think of that more in terms of like your physical body. Like how, how do you move? Can you activate certain muscles? Can you, um, you know, like standing on one leg for 10, 20 seconds, I think is a great test of a super simple fitness test, things like that, right? Like how, how are your joints moving? How is your body physically moving through space? And then wellness kind of like we were talking about with bringing the woo-woo into the weight room, I think of wellness as more like mind-body or, you know, some people say mind-body-soul, that type of, of connection and wellness. Like, are you, are you emotionally healthy? Are you energetically healthy? Are you physically healthy? All of these different pieces, I think, come together under the umbrella of wellness, like all of these aspects of, of being. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, And it, do you have one simple shift that people could implement that if they are saying, Hey, I want to improve my health or my wellness, an idea of like, what are the things that they could, that they could implement that could start to shift that for them? I have, I have so many ideas of, of little simple practices. And actually this is, um, I created a seven day program on my website called goddess gains. And the whole idea was giving people new kind of mindfulness practices for seven days of the week in a row. And along with that, some, some gluten shoulder finishers to make it get the fitness in there, get the mindfulness in there. So there are a lot of good practices on there if you want to check that out. But one, one simple one that I've been doing lately that I really like is bringing quiet and stillness to your morning beverage. So whether you're a coffee drinker or a tea drinker or Maybe you've, you've gotten on the cacao train that is, you know, popular these days of drinking like the very unprocessed raw form of, of cocoa beans, basically that people call cacao and there's, you can do a whole ceremony with it. It's really fun. But even if you're just like drinking your coffee, how can you completely unplug and give yourself stillness in that, in that moment? So maybe that means, um, going to a space in your house where you're alone and you can just sit with with your beverage, use all of your senses, right? Smell it before you drink it. Feel the warmth in your hands as you hold it, like feel that first sip on your tongue and then feel it travel down to your belly. 
And I think this is a great time, like obviously to check in with your senses and kind of activate those pieces of you, but to also check in with your body and just ask yourself what, what is present for me today? Or what is one way I could honor my body today? Or what is my body asking for today? Doing just a really simple check-in like that. Cause I know meditation, I still personally, oh my gosh, I've been meditating on and off for years and it can still be really hard for me, but this this type of like mindful moment in the morning is its own form of meditation, right? You don't have to sit in silence for 20 minutes and try to clear your mind. You can just really bring conscious, intense presence to your moment. And who doesn't love like enjoying their coffee or tea in the morning a little bit more too. <laughs> I love that. That's a, that's a great, that's a great one to, to shift into. Yeah. Um, this has been fantastic. I'm curious. I know you're in like a season right now where you're pregnant with your first. Congrats on that. Um, what are some of the health and fitness goals that you currently have? Like, what are your focuses right now? Yeah. So, um, I'm in my second trimester and the first trimester I was just like trying to survive, trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. That was my main goal. (laughs) So now we've transitioned past that, I think. Um, and I'm back to lifting like four days a week and one day of cardio. So I want to, I want to keep that going as much as I can. I'm really focusing on core work, on pelvic floor work, on balance and stability. So that's kind of my, my fitness focus right now. And my more like nutrition focus has been really just on, oh my gosh, I I have not been doing a great job on protein. I had a strong food aversions first I say trimester. protein is hard for a lot of women during uh, their first trimester. Yeah. yeah. And even still now I'm getting better, but I think that's like my main nutrition goal right now is like really focused on protein, which is hilarious for me. Cause like in hindsight, oh my God, I could eat 150 grams, like no problem. Yeah. And now I'm like, I really got to get up past a hundred. <laughs> it's been humbling. Um, And then actually what's so funny is my spirituality practices, my own mindfulness practices, all these things I like to do, they've been harder for me since Mm -hmm. getting pregnant too. Like, I don't know if it was just like the fatigue and getting out of routine. Um, So I'm really trying to get back to giving myself freedom in the morning, like having at least a half hour for myself, but having no rules there. So allowing myself to journal if I want, to do like a tea practice if I want, to listen to a guided meditation if I want, to do yoga if I want, but really committing to that like 30, t- 30 minutes in the morning for me, whatever I need that to look like on that day. Um, this question just came to me. I, I feel like there are probably some people who are listening who have never really listened to themselves or their intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find this a lot. I talk about this concept with like dieting. I think dieting is, is the same thing where it's like, you follow this rule and it's like, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And you lose all of your intuition because it's just like, well, no, this is the rule. So we just do yeah. it that way. And I think women in a lot of ways are trained to just like do what everybody tells them to do. And we kind of miss that, like checking in with ourselves. And so it can even feel hard um, I, I know I've talked to some clients about this where it's like, well, you know, what do you think or what do you want? Or like, and like those questions make them freeze because they never ask themselves those questions. So the reason I'm asking this is because you said, uh, you know, I, I love that you create this space and you're like, this is my me time. And then I, I'm, I assume I'm, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I assume you kind of ask yourself, like, what do I need? And like some days it's like journaling and some days it's a meditation and some days it's like a tea ritual, right? So it's, it's a little different, but for someone who like that can feel really intimidating <laughs> to like, I just ask myself, 
And then I, I don't know, listen, like, do you have any ideas about like how to baby step that practice of learning to listen to your intuition? Because that's, those are fun words to say, oh, I'm listening to my intuition, but what the heck does that mean? You know, for someone who's like, I don't even know what that means, Caroline, just help me. Like, how do I start to listen to my intuition? Uh, such a good point. And I love that you kind of brought up people pleasing too. Cause I do think that's part of this, like, like how you were saying before our society really rewards masculine energy, right? You listen, you do. Um, so this is such a good point for, I think all women to be aware of just like where in my life am I just following through instead of really checking in with myself? So maybe this is in itself as an invitation for that practice. Um, <laughs> no one's going to like this answer, but the first thing I want to say is patience because like, like I mentioned before, a lot of times, especially with intense fitness and nutrition goals, or maybe just you've had a really intense career path and you're used to just doing what's expected of you. Um, we do turn down those volume knobs. So it's like, uh, it's like your radio has been turned, turned down for a long time. And you're like, okay, well, now I really want to listen to this new jam, but maybe you can't turn it up to 20 right away. Maybe it only goes to five for a little while. And you're like, I don't really know. Can I hear something? Can I not hear something? So give yourself a little time for your radio to like get back into tune and start turning up that volume. So that's why I mentioned some of those simple questions with your, your morning cup of coffee or cup of tea practice Start with something so simple, which maybe even a better idea than that is when you are going to make your breakfast, let's say, and you love oatmeal with fruit, get two kinds of fruit like blueberries and bananas and ask yourself, do blueberries sound better with this or do bananas sound better? Or, you know, if you're really into your macros right now, get two macro friendly options, basically. And just ask yourself like, okay, both of these are going to fit into my day easily, which sounds better to me. And, you know, like I also switch up my morning beverage a lot. So like maybe you're a coffee and a tea drinker, same thing. Do I want coffee today or do I want tea today? What sounds better? So sometimes starting with just those two simple choices can help you start to know, like, let's say you, you said you really want bananas on your oatmeal. Take a second and just notice what that feels like to know that you want bananas. Like I'm laughing because it sounds silly, but that's how you start to know like, oh, okay, this is like, it felt like a light sensation. And I was like, oh yeah, bananas, definitely. It felt, it felt really like solid in my body maybe, or it felt like it came from my gut. Like, however you feel that answer, that's your inner knowing. Like that is your intuition coming out. And you can practice that throughout the day, right? Like, do I want to walk my dogs to the left or to the right? And just like practice exploring this other part of you that you haven't really chatted with in a while. And I love that because it's like making a game of it. It's like, yes, make it fun. Make <laughs> like it make fun. it fun. And like, do I want to go to the right? Do I want to go? I'm like, check in with yourself. And I think I, yeah. I love that because sometimes I feel like when we have so many options, it's really hard for us to pick, but you're making it really simple. And you're just saying like one or two and then check in with yourself and then start to trust that like inner knowing mm -hmm. of like, I today I wanted blueberries. How did you know that you wanted blueberries? And starting to identify that can start to practice and it can start to be easier. Um, 
awesome, like very specific, tangible advice for someone yes. who's, who wants to get better at listening to that inner knowing and into that, in that in, intuition. Um, I'm curious about this question for you. You know, I, uh, evolution and growth is obviously, um, something that most of us are invested in and happen over happens over time. And so if you could go back 10 years ago to kind of give yourself a message that you today could go back 10 years ago to the you 10 years ago and give her a little piece of advice or a little bit of tip or a little bit of like help. What would you tell the younger version of yourself? Hmm. I think I would tell her like actually what we've talked about today. Like, can you listen to this podcast? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, maybe I would give her a simple intuitive practice like that. Because like I said, I'm, I'm 30 now. I didn't start coming back to this, like to, to my own intuition until my late twenties. And so when I was 20, I was doing what I thought I should do. That's how I made decisions based on other people's expectations. Um, it, it was rare that I made a decision by first checking in with myself and being like, what do I think is really going to fulfill me and make me happy? I think I rarely did that, honestly. Um, so I would, I would love to just tell her to, to tune back in to her body, to her heart, to her soul and start asking herself more what what feels really right for me and make decisions based on that a little bit more than maybe based on what other people would want. I think that's huge. That's awesome. Uh, all right. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm probably most active on Instagram, which my handle is just my name, Caroline Ofenstein. Um, my website is ccowellness.com. That's where you'll find self-paced programs, info about coaching, things like that. And yeah, feel free to always shoot me a DM of something on here. You are like, what did you mean when you said this? I love just talking about spirituality with health, health, health nuts, other health nuts. So um, don't hesitate to reach out. That's awesome. Thanks for so much for being on the podcast, for coming and sharing with my audience. I'm really grateful to you. Thank you for having me. If you made it this far, you weren't turned off by all the woo-woo, so I'm glad that you stuck with it. And I hope that you're coming away with some really tangible takeaways, right? I think sometimes with spirituality, we can get really ethereal. And I love that Caroline was able to take some of the ethereal feeling things and actually ground them into practices. So, you know, these are there's some really easy things that you can get started with. I love the idea of with your morning beverage of how, like creating that space and that time and that presence in that moment. One of the things that James Clear teaches in the book Atomic Habits is like combining habits with things that you're already doing, right? So if you're already drinking coffee or tea or your morning water or whatever it is that you're drinking, you're already doing that. So can we stack another habit on that? Can we create that as the, the anchor for the habit we want to create, which is like this mindfulness practice or this being practice or this is allowing practice. And then I think the game, I'm always like, let's make things into games. Cause I don't know about you, but I, I love, I love games. Maybe it's cause I love winning games. <laughs> Maybe it's my like masculine energy coming out, but I love this idea of creating a game with yourself of just checking in with you more often. Do I want to go right or left? Do I want to wear this one, you know, wear this outfit or this outfit? Do I want to eat that, this or that? And starting just to learn how your intuition works, how you know things are right or wrong or which, you know, not even right or wrong, right? Because it's like, do I want to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt? It's not like one of those is right or wrong. But when we start to listen to our intuition, you have an inner knowing and we can start to honor that. So turning that into a game, I thought was a fantastic idea. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. It really does help the podcast. The Taking the two to three minutes that it takes to leave a review really does make a difference. And I'm so grateful for those of you who have taken that time. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.